Hi, everybody. It's episode 479 of PodQuest. Hey! It is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. I am Chris, with me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, I am here. Are you? Uh, 50-50. Okay. As long as you know that you're not all the way there. I'm never all the way anywhere. That's true. That is true. ADHD. Undiagnosed. Undiagnosed, yes. It's, it's, I believe I do. I'm not, I'm not trying to use it as a crutch. Um, it sure sounds like you are. No, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I, I definitely try, I don't use it as a crutch at all. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely trying not to use it as a crutch. That's really all. Like, I hate people that try to use the, the, uh, uh, this stuff, mental, mental disabilities, diagnosed or undiagnosed as a crutch. It's, yes, it's, it's a disability, but it's not the whole reason that you are the way. Man, always using, using stuff as a crutch. I mean, right? the only, the only thing I use as a crutch is my friggin', well, I mean, I can't even use that as a crutch because I have to stand on it and it doesn't work on my ankles. Oh, we lost Drew for a second there. He's back. Oh, weird. Yeah, you just, you disappeared and reappeared. Not sure what happened. Anyway, how you guys doing? Yeah. I'm fantastic. I'm okay. Oh, right, right, right. Um, you, you, how was yesterday? Not bad. Felt all right getting back <laughs> driving even just a little bit. What That's happened? good. What oh, uh, yeah, I totaled our Pontiac on Saturday. Oof. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, what happened? Uh, so, driving back from playing Blood on the Clock Tower at the Morristown Mall, you know that curve on 295, uh, where it goes, you're making the curve and then it goes down to meet 42 or split off back on the 295? Yeah. Hydroplaned and spun and hit the curb and broke the fucking passenger side rear wheel off. Oh, jeez. Is it officially totaled? Yep, they told me yesterday, actually. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to minimize anything, but when you, you, you need to qualify that as it's totaled in a manner of like, it's going to be too expensive to repair totaled and not like you got into a major car accident totaled. Cause when I heard well, totaled, I heard like, oh, you got like, re- like majorly rear ended or, or sandwiched or some shit. Oh, no. I yeah, mean, yeah. still like, like completely, fu- apparently completely fucked the back end of the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I'm not trying to minimize the accident. It those scary nonetheless and intimidating and shit could shit went wrong. But like that's the one thing I hate about like the car insurance industry and insurance industry in general is where it's like, oh, the car's totaled. It's like I mean it's fixable though. It's not necessarily totaled, it's just too expensive to fix. Well, yes, fair. <laughs> yeah. So it's like like and, and again, not minimizing your accident. It sure sounds like you are. You're using it as a crutch now too. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. I'm using. I'm using the fact that I'm not minimizing it as a crutch to minimize it even more. I mean, to minimize but, it, I'm just glad I didn't hit anyone else. Exactly. <laughs> like, and you and you did not get like any serious yeah. injuries. Yeah. yeah, and like honestly, like I was like barely hurt. My arm was sore for like two days, but that was kind of yeah. It, so. Which that is something like that is generally like how it happens. Like. Mm-hmm. I've been the pass. I've been the passenger for plenty of accidents. They always suck. They've always been with Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe because he's a bad driver. Nah, man. Like maybe. like him and I in a car, just uh, it's bad luck. Yeah. Like that mo- I did not ride with that motherfucker for like four years. Day one in his car, he gets fucking sideswiped by um somebody on Black Horse Pike. Yeah, I remember that because that was when Black Horse Pike was still four lanes and not three. And uh, 
somebody well, no, waved they- somebody else on and they just yeah he got he got I remember yeah, that we, accident because was... we were coming from Mount Ephraim to like Runnymede. Yeah, and somebody was coming out of one of those gas stations, and the person on the right side waved them out, even though that's not you know, how that works on a yeah, four lane road. That person should have still looked before trying to hang a left. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, I probably got a mild concussion that day because they they hit the door where I was. Mm-hmm. But you know, it happens. I walked away from it okay. I was a little sleepy. That's all. Yeah. I've been sleepy ever since. I can't. <laughs> uh, can't be connected. No, definitely not connected. I, no no concussion. Yeah. No, you're fine. No, I was telling you the, uh, I guess it was yesterday, Drew, that like almost the same exact thing happened to me, just not in that spot. Um, I was coming to the, the 42 exit for like the Deptford Mall where like when you oh, get right. off of it, you can go yeah. left to the mall and right to like the Walmart shopping center. Mm-hmm. And I... I I probably hit it a little faster than I should have, but like I wasn't like I didn't hit it at like sixty five like the speed limit, right? Um, and the the road was just wet, and I didn't realize it, and definitely like hydroplaned up the curb and like busted. I want to say it was the back driver's side, but it might have been the the front driver's side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the the wheel and everything just got destroyed. It luckily it wasn't totaled; it was like bent weird, but it was something that they were able to like. The car was still worth mo- enough to like repair that. But yeah, I, I think if I remember them what they were saying, it was like twenty eight hundred dollars just for the parts to yeah. repair my car, not even counting in whatever labor cost and all. So yeah, judging by the picture, like you you basically knocked the whole wheel off. <laughs> oh, metal broke in there. Yeah, like... so like they had to replace the whole axle. I'm assuming. That's probably, and then uh, who knows about any frame damage or whatever, but... Right. That's, like, what happened to, um, the the first car Eric was driving, which was a car shared between him and my mom, was, like, a Buick something, it was a little... Uh, Was it a Skylark? Something like that, yeah. It was a little, little, it was a green, I thought it was, like, bluish, if I remember. Uh, Oh, I remember that car. Maybe it was, like, a tealish green. Yeah. It was, like, a darker or whatever. Um, that was, that was actually shared between my mom and my brother. It wasn't his. It was his and hers, but he got to drive it more because she didn't really drive. Um, uh, he, he was going into work one day at ShopRite, and this wasn't hydroplaning because he, he was ice and snow and... He he was a 16 year old kid or a 17 year old kid being forced to drive in the snow for his first time. Um, spun out on the curve into Shoprite into that Shoprite. You know how there's that turn that goes around the little uh, lake. Oh yeah, right, Shopper- right, Yeah, I think he was going around that, and he just he was taking the turn, and he finished the turn and kept going sideways and. Uh, they totaled the car because his wheel basically came off, similar to what happened to Drew. I want to say it was, wi- I want to say it was like winter '09 that we had like those two like if they weren't blizzards, they were damn close, um, like almost back to back. Do you guys remember that? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, hang on. I've still like got just enough cough that it's super annoying. But anyway, uh, that that year I had I had a Celica, which is a tiny car. Um, very low to the ground, very poor handling, especially when there's snow on the ground. And I had to work at Petco mm-hmm. and the store wasn't closed. So it was the, I want to say it was the second snowstorm. So it was like, there was still like all the mounds of snow, like 
the roads were mostly fine at that point because it had been a couple of days, but it was still like there was a lot of slush and ice and stuff still just out. Right. And then we got hit with that second snowstorm. Um, I left for work two hours early because I knew I was going to have to do like 20 the whole way there. Cause like even doing 20, that car was fishtailing. It, it handled so poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally get there. It took me about an hour, hour 15. Um, I get into the parking lot and my fucking boss calls me and like my boss at Petco w- w- was actually super cool. Um, and he literally just, I pick up the phone. I'm like, hello. He's like, Hey buddy, where are you at? I'm like, I just got in the parking lot. He's like, Oh. Well, I was going to tell you to just stay home because we're going to close early. But if you're here, you can come and help us clean. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. Like, at least he he told you. Like, I would have been so mad if a, my boss turned around and was like, I was going to tell you to go home, so just go home, even though you're you're here. But at least he's like, we're, we're going to close early, but you know what? Come and help clean, and probably we'll get you out. And we'll get you out early, for sure. Yeah, and, like, we still, like, I, th- I think I was there for, like, three hours. Like, yeah. we had no customers. Like, the weather was getting worse. It was basically, like, we were just straightening up the store for two hours and then started doing, like, the closing stuff. And that was before I had gotten promoted, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, actually, that might have been that might have been 09 into 10, now that I think about it. But either way, um, yeah, it had to be, because I, I didn't start working at Petco until summer of 09, right? Right. Yeah, summer of 09. So, yeah, this was early 2010, then, when, when that snowstorm happened. But, yeah, like... It was miserable driving in that both ways. Um, and of course, by the, like, the three hours later, it had gotten, like, a little dark out at that point, so it was even worse driving in this fucking car. Um, cause you had all the trucks and stuff on the road that just didn't give a fuck. Like, they had four wheel drive and were just driving normal speed in a fucking blizzard. Mm-hmm. Man, driving sucks. <laughs> uh, anyway, Rich, what's on the agenda? On the agenda is, uh, Cobb got to go to New York Comic Con and I was depressed because I wasn't able to go. Uh, Drew, uh, apparently did some cross promotion with another podcast, um, and, and went to a concert or something, or listened to a new album. Um, I played, uh, I played, uh, uh, I beat the original Left 4 Dead. I played Left 4 Dead uh, Riptide, and I played Left 4 Dead Retro Revenge, as well as something else happened to me on stream last night that we're going to talk about. Hey, 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 hang on. What games did you play? I... Did I, I, did I, what did I, what did I say? You said I, Left 4 Dead four times. Did I? Uh, yeah. I, well, I, <laughs> I played Left 4 Dead last night, which is when something happened to me, but I played Dead Island as well as Dead Island Riptide and Dead Island Retro Revenge, um, which I'll talk about all those as well as something that happened to me yesterday on stream and just complain about my, pretty much my day for today because of that thing. Uh, and Cobb is going to check in about One Piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, this past weekend was New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, you, you have now been to one. You know what sort of a shit show that place can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, as much as I remember hate, not hating it, like, I, hating it is, is a bad word, but, like, as much as I remember it being, like, a clusterfuck, I still, I still wanted to be there this year, and I missed being there. I was like, man. When I remembered that, like, I was getting updates on Facebook for the past, like, week. Like, oh, hey, remember this? And it's just me at the, at the, taking a selfie at the freaking train station waiting for the train to pick me up in Hamilton. And I'm like, yeah, I remember it. And I want to be back there. You know, it, honestly, like, it's a shame you didn't go this year. Um, uh, Claudio from Coheed and his wife were there again. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had absolutely no line on Saturday. Damn. Like, like, I walked, um, 
I was walking on the show floor because that's where they were doing their signing, and they were both just, like, sitting at the booth, like, chatting with a couple people that were in line. Like, mm-hmm. they, it was, like, less than five people. Yeah. I, um, uh, yeah. I, I really wanted to go. I wish I had been able to figure it out. I even, like, up until the day of, or a few days out before, was, like, thinking about tickets, and I'm just, like, I, at this point in time, I could have afforded a Saturday ticket, but I couldn't justify the price, essentially. Yeah, well, also it was at the point now, that was at the point where they were sold out, so you could only buy the resale ones. Yeah. Which are crazy marked up. Like, this is not the New York Comic Con tickets, but I was looking at Anime NYC, cause, um, we actually, Erica and I just got approved for badges. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took a lot longer than normal, so I'm like, well, if they're not going to approve us, like, I wonder if they still have any for sale. And other than I think it's Friday, they were sold out of Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And I looked at the, um, like the, the fan light or whatever that thing is called where they re, where you, you can legally resell those badges. Anime yeah. NYC badges were going for over 300 fucking dollars for one day. Jesus Christ. Which means New York Comic Con badges were probably the price of a fucking Phillies ticket right now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's... real quick segue. Um, do you guys, and Drew, you may know this already, know how much a playoff ticket to, Either of the next two games are for the Phillies. I mean, not I did, in Philly, in, in in Arizona. The next two games. I, I did see some of those headlines, so I'll abstain for now. Rich, how much? Do, how much do you think those tickets are? Oh boy. Um, I I I will give you this. Philadelphia. If you so, I looked um at the the last series at the the last two games of um them against the Braves. Standing room at Citizen Bank Park was about five hundred dollars. The 400 level was about $400 and it yeah. just got more expensive from there. So that was, that was the end of the, of the, the previous round. Mm-hmm. How much do you think the tickets are in Arizona for the next two games? Uh, I'm going to say at least a good thousand dollars. You are so far in the wrong direction. It's insane. You can get a ticket for $18 in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be cheaper to fly to Arizona, get a hotel for the night and go to the Phillies game. Than to go to either of the games in Philadelphia. Why? Well, have you ever heard of an uh, Arizona Diamondbacks fan? <laughs> I mean, true, but I've never been to Arizona. So, <laughs> I mean, part of it is, uh, I think, I know the next game is a day game. So it's a day game on a Thursday, you know, so people just can't go. But B, like Cobb said, have you ever heard of a Diamondback fan? I don't know if you saw a clip going around. Apparently, Arizona had their sports reporter out at Citizens Bank Park last night and uh you know they did a cut away to him and to how oh, so how were are the Diamondback fans experience there and the guys like we've been here looking for 2 hours we haven't found one <laughs> there there are none here i mean i if i were a Diamondback fan i'd be glad i wasn't at yesterday's game like either of oh, them really yeah but uh, also Another side tangent, the NLCS is also on Max right now, too. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I found so, that okay, out yesterday. I'm not allowed to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I thought that was wild that the tickets are that cheap. Um, I, I do take slight umbrage with the, oh, it's cheaper to fly there. It's not right now. Are you sure? Yeah, I looked. Oh, did you really? Yeah, guess what the cheapest plane ticket to Phoenix to get there tomorrow is? What? Like six hundred dollars. So, but excuse me, if you could get very good seats for that Diamondback um, Phillies game, 
it might still be cheaper than the same seats at Simpsons Bank Park. I mean, it, it, it's yeah, probably close, but so one of the one of the guys at um at the client I was at today was looking at it while we were in a meeting, and I think he said like like what what would be Diamond Club like right right behind Home Plate, um, were under two hundred dollars for for those two games, which I'm assuming for the Phillies they're probably like fifteen hundred right now, twelve hundred. I imagine at least. Um, so you know, like you can get pretty good seats pretty cheap, <laughs> but yeah, it's. It is, it is crazy. And the thing is, like Drew, like you make a valid point. It's a day game. If that was in Philadelphia, the stadium would still be sold out. Like businesses would just be shut down for the day. Oh yeah, I mean that is the, <laughs> the, the difference. Oh man. Um. But yeah, sorry. I that I, I that just popped into my head while we were talking about like ticket prices. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so New York Comic Con. Uh, it was it it was pretty average for that convention. Um, Saturday sucked a little bit because it was raining out. So the walk from the train to the convention center was wet and dreary and miserable. Mm-hmm. But I will say, like both days, they've actually got the um, they've got the the entrance going pretty smooth. Um, there was no hold up with people with umbrellas. They're literally just like just hold your umbrella above like the detector. Um, and they're fully using those like newer ones that like you don't have to take everything out of your pockets or like drop your bag off. Like you just walk through. If they detect something, they they send you over to like the bag check line. Um, so like getting in both days was very smooth compared to what it could have been. And it's not like, um, it's not like we were getting there late. Like we got there both days. Um, it was between 1030 and 11. So, you know, fairly soon after the doors opened and I know, uh, anime NYC last year, um, there were people that still hadn't, the convention started opened at 10. There were people that had not gotten inside yet by four o'clock in the afternoon. That's insane. Yeah, they they had some real issues with line management last year at that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so super crowded as usual. Um, they're actually using more of the show floor though. I guess they must have finally finished all of the construction, so they actually had like a like a whole another room worth, um, like small room, but still of uh, show floor space. And the far wall, they almost I don't know if they're permanent. Like the the things there are permanent, or if it's just um. It's easy to set up, but they had, like, food stalls on the far side that weren't just the pop-up with, like, a um, a folding table sort of thing. Like, they had actual, like, freezers and stuff like that behind them for, like, cooking and, and everything, mm-hmm. uh, which that was cool. nice. Was there, yeah, was, there have to... was there room to actually move in that, like, back corner? I mean, a little, like, over there there was because they... I think they purposely set it up so that there were not booths across from that area. So it was a pretty wide, um, like alleyway. And, um, you didn't have to worry about people gawking at like tables on the left hand side. It was just the food stalls on the right. Mm-hmm. So like there was, there was room to line up and, and get things and, and move. Um, as usual, like once you get to like that back right corner of the convention is always just a shit show. You cannot get up and down the aisles back there. There are too many people. And I don't understand why it's always so congested in those same spaces. Um, but, like, most of the show floor other than that wasn't too bad to get around. Um, Sunday was actually far worse than Saturday. Um, and I think, so we hadn't really thought about it until, like, kind of near the end of the day. Because we were down talking with uh, one of the artists that we know. Um, he's like, it is a little busier, but it's not that they sold more tickets. There's no panels going. Like, there's nothing worth going to see. So everyone there is just wandering around because, like, all the panels were ba- – like, there were a handful of, like, decent comic-related panels and stuff. 
but they didn't have any anything there like promoting like shows or movies or anything like they usually do. Well, I mean, you can't exactly. It's, it's like it's still the uh, like you could have done like last year they had Bleach and My Hero or or the the premiere for Bleach and Chainsaw Man, um, but like they're not doing that this year. And so, but like other than that, there weren't really many. I mean, there were probably a ton of panels, but nothing big enough for or they they did really shit with allowing people in but this year because of the strikes you can't get people to promote shit like the writer strike just ended so no one would have been able to contract or no writers would have been able to contract to do that and they normally don't bring the writers it's usually like the like some of the cast and like maybe a showrunner or producer like somebody involved at like a high level Mm -hmm. but usually like usually if you look at enough of the schedule there's like screenings and premieres and like Things like that of of TV shows and movies and and it, entertainment stuff and people go to that and that frees up a lot of space in both the show floor and on Artist Alley and you didn't have that the the only two big panels they had were uh, Chris Evans had like a spotlight panel and a bunch of people from Guardians of the Galaxy mm. had one but like I'm pretty sure that not that many people lined up for that for those because they couldn't ask questions about any of their work yeah um. Because, so, initially, on the the days that those panels were happening, which I think they also happened on, like, Thursday and Friday, so Saturday and Sunday, there was literally fucking nothing. Um, You had, uh, like, the app would, and even their Twitter would be like, hey, there's no standby line for, for this panel because all the reservations were, were accounted for. And then, like, half an hour before the panel, hey, we've opened the standby line for, for the Chris Evans panel, hmm. which means they did not have as many people show up as they expected. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's a bummer. Like, that definitely makes the show harder to enjoy. And, like, Eric has said the same thing. Like, it's hard to have a good time walking the show floor when you want to look at stuff and you just can't. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, was, you... that was my issue last year. It would be, like, I want to go check out things. And, like, there were panels. There were major panels last year. But I I couldn't really enjoy myself looking at things because it was just so congested. Yeah, and artist Al- or no, I'm sorry, not artist alley. Um, the show floor is always congested like that. You kind of have to just force your way around and then like strategically go back to places. Um, but yeah, like that. And I I've said it like every year. Like that show floor is not laid out well. Like they let these giant booths take up weird amounts of space that break the aisles up in shitty ways. And then they have all of the non-giant booths kind of crammed together in very narrow walkways. So, like, if three people want to look at a booth on both sides of the aisle, you suddenly don't have any space to walk up and down those aisles. And then, like, when you add on Sunday, it's it's kids' day, so there are a ton of people that brought their fucking babies in strollers. And not even, like, the small, like, easy-to-maneuver strollers. Like, they're walking around in, like, the giant fucking ones with, like, the baskets on the back and shit. And, like, that just makes it harder for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not like you can, like, it's not like you can tap the person and be like, hey, excuse me, and squeeze by them. It's a fucking stroller. Yeah. Um, Artist Alley was probably was definitely better than the show floor. It was more crowded than it usually is, and I think because there just wasn't a lot to do. Um, I do have to give some credit though; they did a very good job with like line management for like the bigger people. Um, like there were there, there was an artist and a writer um, uh, that were seated together that I actually wanted to get some books signed by because they don't do a lot of conventions. Well, the one guy um uh Jorge Jimenez, I want to say is how you say his name, is from Spain, so he's never been to New York Comic Con before period. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the other guy uh Chip Zartsky, 
he he just said he wasn't doing conventions anymore like early covid um and this is the first time he's done one since then so you know it's rare that those two guys are around and they're both on batman right now and i went over and and they had they had a line but it was not terrible um so i jumped in the line and like the staff there was actually like doing a solid job of like keeping that line sort of managed and moving and everything without like without being rude to people because you know how like sometimes you'll get in lines and, and the people running them are just dicks um they were like all right like stay here like 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 stay single file don't spread out like like we're trying to keep everyone like contained um but they weren't like yelling at people or or anything like that or making people um like end their conversation and like move along quicker to get more people signed faster like they were letting people have conversations with the creators and yeah. you know that's got to give them credit for that because that's not easy with the amount of people that were happening and their table in particular they had like a so there was like a, a line in front of them and that was like you you take your books to each of them and then and then off to the side and then they were on um the, like an end unit table mm-hmm. so then they had like the line next to them kind of went up and back once with maybe like 10 people per side um and then the overflow was like on the other side of the aisle like in the back corner so they literally had two staff people literally like yelling and holding up fingers for like how many people to send over. Um so like it was it, it was not easy on them, I'm sure. Yeah. But like they they kept it contained and they kept it moving and like for how many people were in the line I didn't have to actually wait that long. That's, that's and I also pre- bad. Yeah, I also appreciated that like unfortunately a lot of a lot of like the comic book people that are like working on like Marvel and DC stuff they're all there with like these groups now like sketch art and sequential something or other and there's like two or three others and because these companies basically like do the booking for them and kind of take care of all like the heavy lifting um they have no choice but to charge for signatures unless they're a big enough name that they can just tell them to go fuck themselves um but like some of these guys are just like yeah i'm only going to charge like if you want it personalized it's free like if you want me like write your name on there like, I'm just going to sign it for you. If you just literally want me to sign my name, I'm going to charge you $10. Because in a lot of cases, like, if people are coming up there and they just want the name across the book, it's because they're going to go sell it on eBay. Um, and they're going to sell it for a whole lot more than the $10 it costs to get it signed. Um, but if you're asking them to write a name on it, like, it's either for you or it's for somebody that you're giving it to. Like, it's not going up on eBay personalized. So, like, complaints aside about, like, overcrowding, it was it was still a good time, like... There's always fun stuff to see. Um, I ended up buying like a new Gundam model because it was cool looking. Um, <laughs> I mean, Gundams are cool. Yeah. And uh, I saw this. Uh, there was this one vendor that I, I'm sure it's super common and you can find it on like Etsy or something. But he did art with um, nails and thread. So like mm-hmm. he would like sketch like a picture on like a like a piece of wood that like he cuts and, and stains and everything. And then um, he would cover that sketch in in nails and then wrap um thread back and forth between all the nails to make a picture yeah so um he had like he had like a a bulbasaur um the ghost pokemon um he had he had one that was actually it was um the three musketeer mickey the ghost pokemon yeah like i'm sorry well the gen one ghost pokemon like he literally had like haunter ghastly and okay okay (laughs) that was such a generic statement i'm like there's probably at least a hundred ghost pokemon at this point you gotta be more specific no when you say the ghost pokemon everyone knows ghastly haunter gengar no because you first said bulbasaur and then you said the ghost pokemon which my brain went to mimiku so 
That's a fucking random one for it to go to. I mean... Why would it not go to other Gen 1 Pokemon? Why would it... Why would it go to other Gen 1 Pokemon? Because you're, you're a fake fan, is what I'm hearing. No, no, no. Who's um, the best? But yeah, it, it was just, it was a very cool, really well done, like, thing that I, I had never seen before. Um, and it, there was so much thread that you could actually, like, like push on it, and it was, like, solid. Like, you're, it did not really move in much. Um, and then on the back, he would actually write, um, how many nails it actually took. And he had some that were, like, over a thousand nails. Um, and, like, that's a lot. That's a mm-hmm. lot of fucking nails. But yeah, stuff like that's always, always cool to find. Um, and then the only bit of like, like there was news that came out of it, but like the only, the only news that like I feel like is worth mentioning is they announced a new Dragon Ball series that, uh, that Toriyama is officially working on. I feel like it's just Dragon Ball GT had Toriyama been involved though. <laughs> so it's called, um, Dragon Ball Daima. D-A-I-M-A, supposed to air next fall. And in the in the trailers, at least, everybody gets wished to be a child again. So okay. just like in GT, Goku becomes a kid again. And for some reason, when Goku becomes a kid, he also gets the power pullback. Yeah, not why not? Tr- yeah. So Goku's a kid, Vegeta's a kid, Bulma's a kid, um, Krillin. I'm pretty sure I saw Android 18 as a kid. Um, it looked like Goten and Trunks were babies. So, you know, fun times. It was hard to tell where this was supposed to be happening, though, because um, at one point I did not notice um, anyone from Super in it, and I haven't like gone to really like see what people like noticed or picked out or whatnot. But um, oh shit, I'm I'm just flipping through these pictures. Ox King and Roshi got um, turned into children too. Oh wow, yeah. But all I have been seeing are characters from like Z. And, like, late Z at that. So there was no Beerus. There was no, like, Whis or the Angels or um, Jocko, the weird little space cop dude. No, Nobody that has been in it since um, Super started. So I'm wondering if this is a continuation or just, like, a weird little side series that takes place between Z and um, Super. I, I think it's going to be a, a nothing burger. Like, I think it's just going to be a, a chippy Dragon Ball Z. Like, it's going to be, it's, it's not going to be part of the main story. It's like, well, I, at least the animation looks pretty cool. Um, and like the, the only late games characters you see are Kabito and Supreme Kai, who are also children. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what this is because they also, in the trailer, they showed, um, I, I'm assuming it's the villains. Watching like old video up from the Boo Saga with um Bibbidi Bob or with Bobbity Deborah, his like demon king like subordinate, and like like Fat Boo and stuff like that. So I'm thinking this is like close to right after um after the end of the Boo Saga. It's gonna be time travel. It's gonna be alternate timeline. They watch and see what happens and try to find a way to stop it. And to do that, they get the Dragon Balls and summon them all to be children. Because other, besides just summoning them all to be dead, summoning them all to be children is probably the best answer. Stupid villains. I mean, look, they've tried that before. Oh, okay. There's even a character from um, the original Dragon Ball that shows up in it in the trailer. Um, one of one of the people that they battled during the um, one of the early tournaments. So, yeah, I I have a feeling this is definitely more of a of, like, an in-between series than, like, something new, especially because the super manga is still going. Um, they're actually adapting the superhero movie right now, which is a bummer, but they're, um, 
They're at least changing it up a little bit. Um, just not enough because that movie was kind of bad. But mm-hmm. I am curious to see how, like, what this ends up being. Just people really hate Dragon Ball GT. And, like, I get it. It made some mistakes. But we also got Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. So, like, is it all bad? Yes. Nothing else. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I've never watched GT. But, I like, I'm sure they could redeem it. They so could probably G- redeem it. GT is not great. But it's not great. And in, uh, in a lot of cases, I think it's because Toriyama was not involved at all. So it was a bunch of people that, like, didn't really know the heart of the show. And the first half of GT is much more of a... It's trying to be Dragon Ball in an era when Dragon Ball Z has already happened. And then when that didn't quite catch on, it went back to Dragon Ball Z, but they couldn't undo all the stuff they had already done. So, like, all of Dragon Ball GT, Goku is a child. But he is still the most powerful person. Like, it didn't revert his power. He can still become a Super Saiyan. When he does unlock Super Saiyan 4, it makes him an adult again. Um, but like some of the, some of the enemy concepts were neat. Like the, the plants, I think they were called. Um, they were basically like the other people that were on planet Vegeta that the Saiyans wiped out. Um, there's one left and that's baby. And he comes to earth after, um, Goku ends up on his planet during their look for the, the black star dragon balls and just starts taking people over. Um, which is, you know, very much what happened in the Boo saga with, um, with Bobby turning people into like his like subordinates, like Vegeta gets taken over because of course Vegeta got take got taken over. But Vegeta is also less cool in GT because he has like a buzz cut and a mustache. But yeah, this one could be interesting, and yeah. I guess we'll find out next fall, right? Yeah, next fall. But yeah, other than that, um, it was fine. It was a fine time. They had some comic book panels, but nothing like major really came out of that stuff from what I saw. Um, I didn't end up going to any of them because they were always at like slightly inconvenient times for what I was already doing. Of um, course, and. They move them all to, like, the upstairs, so it's, like, the third floor. Um, and it's, like, a bitch to get up to if you're in Artist Alley or, like, anywhere downstairs. Because you have to take, like, four different escalators, and they're you generally have to take them in different parts of the building to get up there. Like, there's not, like, a straight path <laughs> to get to that section. Yeah, I hated finding the panels last year. Yeah, they, they used to be, like, the big ones were in, like, big rooms, which made sense. But a lot of the other ones were um, down in, like, the lower level in, like, some of the larger rooms they had there. And there are some pretty big rooms down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess be- that whole section up there is new. Like, they did, like, a whole remodel of that. So I guess that's why they keep using it. But it's just – it's super inconvenient to get to. Yeah. Um, and I actually forgot it was there. And I missed one panel I did want to go to because I didn't – I couldn't fucking find it. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. It took me a bit to find the um... – the Robbie Damon thing last year took me. I was like, I don't really know where I'm going, and it's like, oh, you have to, you have to go over here and then climb this escalator and then circle, and then then like go over there and climb that escalator, circle around, and climb another escalator, and now you're like super high up, uh, in this just conference area, and hopefully you find the right line to get into your. Yeah, panel. they they did do that better this year too. It wasn't that weird like four queue lines that just fed into all the rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, every room had like a big banner outside of it that said like what, what panels were happening in, in those rooms. And they had staff at like every like entrance that you could just easily walk up to and be like, Hey, is this the room where such and such is happening? Is there a line? Like what line do I have to get into? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the what there, there was one panel I did go to up there. Um, it was like a, like a author spotlight with, um, with a, the guy who does uh Dresden files, Jim Butcher. And right after that, there was a signing with him all the way downstairs like in the in the lower level 
with a 15-minute gap between them. It is really hard to get from that upstairs to all the way downstairs in 15 minutes because of just the sheer number of people. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, other than that, it was a good time. Um, I'm, I will probably keep going because why not? Unless the badges get too expensive. Like, once it's over $100 a day, like, no thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I get that. Yeah. Man, but you know what? So, this has nothing to do with the convention. This is just unfortunate. So, Saturday, got back to the train as my train started boarding. Like, I didn't even realize that, like, I was that close to it. I thought I had a little bit of time. Um, I had not eaten or go- gone to the bathroom in many hours, though. And it was one of those, like, I, I, ha- I had the choice of wait nearly an hour for the next train or just deal with it and, and be uncomfortable <laughs> for an hour and 15 minutes. So I, just, I was just uncomfortable for an hour and 15 minutes, and it sucked. Um, the next day, so on Sunday, when Erica and I got to the train, we missed it by one minute. Oh. And in case, in case you're not familiar with how NJ Transit runs out of Penn Station, it makes zero fucking sense. There are two Northeast Corridor trains that go from New York to Trenton, 15 minutes apart, and then nothing for almost an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like 04 after the hour and 14 after the hour. And that's it. And then you have to wait until 04 again. That's wild. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That was yeah, uh, like, that was like uh, last year. I I get to the train station. I didn't buy my return ticket because you have to buy a ticket for that train. It's not like Speedline where you can just take a train. I didn't buy a return ticket. But when I get to the train station on Sunday as I was leaving, the train was about to leave. And I was like, I ain't fucking waiting an hour to go home. I'm getting on this train. I don't care. I'll pay the extra 20 bucks or whatever to, to, to the, to the conductor. And as I sit down, I'm like, wait, hold on. And I saw, I remember seeing somewhere, you can buy your ticket on, on the pass. Just buy the ticket and then redeem it when you sit down. I'm like, oh, okay. So I bought my ticket and I redeemed it when he was walking by. I was like, and then he never walked by. I was like, oh. yeah. Yeah. New York Comic Con or any convention really coming back. There's a good chance they will not check tickets on the way home because the trains just get too crowded. Yeah. Um, I will say too, Rich, I don't know who told you you can't buy your return tickets. Um, your ticket does not matter with what train you're getting on. You just have to be going from the same station no. to the same station. No, I think what it was, it wasn't that you, you can't be, it was, I had bought enough tickets the day before. I had bought a, a to and from ticket on either Friday or Saturday, whatever day. I think, it was, I think I went Saturday and Sunday. I can't remember what days I went. You went Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So I bought a two, a, a two and return ticket on Saturday, but they didn't check my ticket on the return. So I had that extra ticket. That was most of the reason why I still went on Sundays because I had that extra ticket to make it there. So, so not the return ticket, the two ticket they didn't check, but they checked your return ticket. No, they didn't check my return ticket. Um, the, this, on Saturday, they checked my two ticket, but they didn't check my return ticket. On Sunday, they checked my two ticket, but then I had to buy a return ticket and they didn't check the return ticket. But that doesn't make any sense. What? So what you're saying is on Saturday, they checked your ticket going to New York. They did not check your one coming back to Hamilton. Correct. So then you would have had your Hamilton, your, you would have still had a New York to Hamilton ticket. They're, they're not train specific, they're direction specific. So it, it says New York to Hamilton or Hamilton to New York. I don't know. Whatever it was, I had an extra ticket. Either, then maybe it was the other way around. They didn't check my two ticket, but they checked my return ticket on Saturday. I don't remember, but whatever it was, I had an extra ticket into New York 
And so that's the only reason I went on Sunday is because I had that extra ticket. That was it. Which, which that's fair. But yeah, no, that's, I, I have had that happen. I also had it happen where I bought them on the app at one point. Um, but like, honestly, if you don't fucking activate them until they're coming around, um, because then you, they're, they're just stay in your account forever. Unless you're coming out of Penn Station where, you know, sometimes the, the conductors come around before the train even has officially left the station. And yeah. you have zero fucking signal to activate that ticket. <laughs> I bought my ticket at, at the station. I had really good signal at the station. So if you're just in the train, like, before it leaves, it's good. As soon as this train starts to pull away, though, and you're just underground, like, cell service is non-existent. So you have that, like, depending on how depending on how early you get on the train, you have, like, a few minutes to do stuff. But, like, I've gotten it where, like, I got on the train right as it was pulling up. Um, So, or right as it was getting ready to pull away... I had the ticket in my account, but I hadn't activated it yet. And then the conductor comes around before we get out of the tunnel, and my ticket wasn't activated. Um, I got lucky. It, like, the one time it happened, we I literally got signal again right as he was getting up to me, and I hit activate and was able to show him the ticket. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, I saw one of them give a person a hard time, like a real hard time, with their um, mobile ticket once because they didn't have it activated. Yeah, because apparently in the terms of service, it's specifically and when you buy it, it says um you have to activate the ticket before you board the train, and some of them are apparently sticklers for that. But anyway, Drew. Yeah. What 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 did you do? So recently on Spotify, I happened to notice a show called the Sports Trivia Face Off, and I started listening, and in uh one of their like between period ads was like if you want to be on the show to go to our web page or facebook whatever it was and i was like sure i'll fill out and uh sure enough uh so he picks people from his patreon first if anybody that's on page their patreon says they can play takes them first but apparently not enough for the two uh shows he was recording this month so i got to record that on sunday so that episode went up yesterday, uh, and it's everywhere. Nice. So search sports trivia face off. Did, Did you, you win? win? Spoilers. I don't go listen and find out. I'm not going to. We all know that. I won't I'm, watch Richie's streams. What makes you think I'm going to listen to a sports podcast? Because you Kyle can, can do it in the background. Kyle, can, you can watch my streams in the background. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Watching totally. is active. Listening I is mean, passive. But you can still, you can listen to my streams in the background. You don't even have to listen. You can just drop that volume down to 1% and have me on in the background. That would just be distracting. Why? Because that's 1% noise just happening. <laughs> You're not going to hear it. You really Says don't. You. I've I've set my volume down to 1%. There's one streamer I know that I can set my volume down to 1% and hear him fine. Other than that, if you drop your volume down to 1%, you could also, also mute the website, the page, mute the page, that, mute the tab that has the page. That's a lot of work. No, it's not. Just right-click, mute the mute this website. You're also assuming that that I'm anywhere near a computer at the times so you're streaming. Look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying to 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 counter counter Drew on the fact that 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 you, you can't passive watch this. You can. Also, you could have it on in the background while you're working. You can watch the VODs. No, I'm I'm listening to podcasts. Well. Then you can also listen. You can have true. Do a I, or, or Richie do a podcast, and maybe I'll I, listen to that. Instead. I I do do a podcast. It's called Brose. Wow, wow, what? Wow, what? Did you go with the other one first. Why would I say the <laughs> one we're actively on? Why wouldn't you? 
because I'm not trying to get people to come listen to this because they're already listening to this. This guy. But, uh, Drew, what was the name of this podcast again? The Sports Trivia Face-Off. And, and did you win? Did you win? <laughs> it was close. So, okay. did you lose? It was close. I feel like he'd be bragging if you won. I mean, he he might be trying to do one of those, like, a gentleman never tells kind of thing, too. Come on, Drew. You're the person who says, fuck spoilers. Who cares about spoilers? <laughs> He's got you there. It's fair. All right, I lost. It was close. Well, it, it came down to the the, uh, the shootout round, and I got, got the first of the three shootout questions exactly right, so I was... Had the chance to make the comeback, but then the other two, he wound up closer on, so he well, held on for the win, but... Looks like I don't have to listen, because you told me the ending. <laughs> that's gotta, how gotta work, work. Gotta work on your sales pitch, Drew. I mean, it's not my <laughs> podcast to sell, so I mean... <laughs> but no, that, that that's, actually sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's a... F- it was. It's a fun show. I it, like. I said it randomly showed up on my Spotify. Like recommended. I was because I didn't know what to listen to, and I'm like, oh, let's listen. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is interesting. And like I said, he put thing f- out for casting for it or whatever. You know, people to be on. And I was like, oh, sure, why not? I'll try. And hey, you didn't come in last, unless there were only two of you. In which case, yes, there there are only two. Oh man, you came in last place. I came in second. Second place is still last place when there's only two of you. Best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. Yeah, you're still a loser, Drew. No, but like honestly, they, I, I have looked at that, um, that sports trivia that like you and Anthony do, and like you definitely know like some obscure fucking sports facts. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I definitely wound up. So you pick a, a category that is vaguely named, and you kind of have to assume you know what the actual questions are going to be about once you've picked your category. And I wound up kind of on the short end of categories in the two rounds that I picked second. And I was like, ah, probably would have done better with the category the other guy got, but I didn't have the option. Which, you know, that that is definitely part of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that's cool. And then uh, apparently I, I've, I've heard tell that you also like music. Yeah. Uh, so Beartooth put out a new album on Friday. It's fucking amazing. Uh, I cannot recommend it more legitimately it's like instantly jumped up to one of my favorite albums of all time uh it's like not an emo album but the, there are fucking sure songs on there that have made me cry well they're um they're like um like screamo weren't they uh, yeah uh, like i don't actually know what they actually fall under because they're not quite they, metalcore they're like hardcore okay yeah know? yeah like that like melodic hardcore like post uh, yeah. hardcore sort of yeah Although this album has a couple songs that are just kind of more straight, like a rock song, okay, uh, like not really screamy or anything, but um, there's like, even like one acoustic song in there. It, it's a really good album. Uh, it's definitely a very positive outlook album. I guess with like the exception of like one song is kind of very like a little on the darker side and like okay. I was like. Ugh. Right in the feels. Thanks, Caleb. Understand what you're feeling there. But, uh, but yeah, the last song especially just fucking really hit me. I did not realize Beartooth, um, was, like, spun off from, uh, Attack Attack. Yeah, so, uh, K- 
Caleb had to quit Attack Attack because of his clinical depression. Oh, wow. And basically every song he's ever written since then, in some way, shape, or form, is about his depression and alcoholism, which he's become sober recently. And I believe Riptide, which is third song on the album, second or third song on the album, he has said is the first song he wrote after he quit drinking. And that song's like about like, okay... I'm done talking about the shit that has been bad. I'm going to be better. I mean, good for him. Yeah. Uh, are you going to go see them in January? Yeah. Uh, the only question is, am I paying the $170 to do the VIP or not? You uh, probably will. Sarah almost definitely will. She actually bought two two separate copies of the album. Because she Why? got one. Uh, I want to say they put the album up for pre-order and then like a week later put up autographed copies for like $20 more and it was like well already have the pre-order for the one and now they have autographed copies that are a different variant and she was like I'm just gonna buy another copy oh so I guess Sarah heard me from the other room it was two days later they put up the autographed copies oh wow so and yeah it wasn't like it was an insane price jump for the autographed ones so yeah did, did you get a um a pre-sale code for them I did okay yeah, I I got one earlier today, so I was gonna if if you didn't have it, I was gonna send it to you. Yeah, I have it. I actually might as well. I'll probably jump on that after we record because I forgot they were already it's tomorrow. up for sale. Oh, I have a different pre-sale code that is going on now. Oh, uh, okay, then. yeah, the I got one from the Bowery, and it's it's tomorrow from ten to ten. I got one for listening to them a bunch on Spotify, and I want to say it started yesterday, but I didn't get paid yet. So that's that's fair. Yeah. We are already going to a concert that day, so... Who are you seeing that day? I don't even know what day it is. Like, I just know uh, they announced it's, it. <laughs> it's January 23rd, and uh, we're going to see Meet Me at the Altar. Ah, uh, okay. And, like, already bought those tickets, so... Yep. But, yeah. The, the, I like Beartooth. Like, I don't listen to a ton of their stuff, but, like, I've never heard a bad song by them. Yeah, I mean, really, kind of all I've listened to is this album. I've gone back and listened to, like, a couple others, older songs, but this album is just amazing. That's good. Glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. Rich, what's your favorite Barrytooth song, Rich? Oh, uh, you know that one. Drew just named like four of them, man. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah, it's th- that one that he mentioned. <laughs> Which one he named four? The, the one that he mentioned. Somebody was spacing out. Yeah. What's the name of the band again? Yogi the Bear. <laughs> Walnut, listen to Might Love Myself. It's really fucking good. But He's I already don't. forgotten. I don't love myself. Well, th- you might. If I you might don't after, already... after you listen to this song, you might. I don't know. If I don't already, will I? Probably. I mean, probably not. Probably not. Um. And then how how was the Don? Uh, I don't. Uh, is it Broco? Broco? You know, they never said. I can't remember them saying. They're also British, so I don't. I want to say it's Broco. But... I did not realize they were British. Yeah, they're they're British. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the home team is also very good. Uh, they were one of I've the heard openers. them a couple times. Yeah. Um, the very first opener was amazing. Uh, the Color 8. Uh, people go check them out. They are like... They had some songs that are like hip-hop, rock, fusion, and then would go into like straight fucking just jazz instrumentals. And they're incredibly talented. They were uh, super awesome. I will definitely try to see them as much as I can. It's funny, like, I was about to say, that name sounds really familiar, and I realized you were talking about them earlier today. Yeah. 
Oh man, guys! Yeah, did you I... see Dragon Force's new song? No, I don't like Dragon Force. It's um, they literally dropped the uh the video today. It's oh right, right. You Triforce. shared it in Discord. Yeah, it slaps. Is it is it just like is it like um like a remix on like the Zelda tune like the the? I mean, it's their own thing, but like they you they mentioned the the Master Sword, they mentioned Zelda, they mentioned like like it's a song about Legend of Zelda, but it's not using Legend of Zelda music to it. Okay. At least I didn't hear any of it. Well, that's cool. Yeah, they they are very talented musicians. Um, I've just never really enjoyed them, but like the their guitarist is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I went I went and saw um First and Forever yesterday. That was a fun time. Um, at one point they're uh, like it's like their third or fourth song on the on the set, and the singer's just like like very much like opening band thing. He's like. So our drummer doesn't think anyone here is going to know any of uh, any of our songs. So who here has never heard of it? And you know, like like the, the it was underground art, so there's not that many people there for the first band to begin with. But like a bunch of people raised their hand, and then he's like, "All right, so who has heard of us?" And like there were definitely more people than than not. Um, he's like, "All right, so this song is for all the people that don't know who we are. Um, it's a song you're all going to know. Uh, what we call it in the music business is a cover." <laughs> Um, and it was just, it was a very fun, like, playful lead up to them playing, um, Sugar We're Going Down. And, like, they did a really good job on that song. It it was a good time. Um, and then the, the Dangerous Summer also ended up actually being really good. Uh, Rich, they might be a band that you would like. Um, they have, like, a little bit of a, um, like a, and I don't know why I think this, but they've got, like, a little bit of, like, a late 90s vibe to them, like, like a, like a Third Eye Blind, um, Counting Crows sort of sound, mm-hmm. but like a little heavier than that. And just based on some of the stuff I know you listen to, like some of their songs might be up your alley. Not all of them, definitely not all of them, but like some of them, like like you might find like ones that you want to put on like your like playlist or like songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase you would probably like that. yeah, you would probably hate First and Forever because they're you know punk emo ish and. That they have they have that voice that you seem to not like. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I've my my uh, I haven't really been listening to a lot of new music or music in general. You never do though. We know you I hate used, music. I used to. <laughs> I used to. I don't know what it is. I used to. Just um, don't anymore. Yeah, you you have to go to more concerts. That's all. Probably. You go to concerts, you find new bands. Yeah, or just I need to not use YouTube Music because YouTube Music just fucking sucks. Yeah, it does. But, yeah, like, does. I pay for, I, I don't, I refuse to pay for any other service since I pay for YouTube, uh, premium. So. I get it. Like, and, and you use enough YouTube that having YouTube premium is worthwhile. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Like, if you didn't use YouTube as much as you do, I'd say cancel that and just get Spotify. But you're kind of getting, you're getting two services for one, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of services, Rich, um, huh. how's your phone service doing? Uh, my phone service is doing good. Are you are you trying to um, have uh, talk about the event that happened yesterday, or do we want to do we want to talk about what happened yesterday on stream, or do we want to talk about the games first? Obviously, we're talking about the event. Hence, my fucking A plus segue. <laughs> uh, so, anybody who has not been watching my streams or anything uh, throughout the month of October, we've been playing games with dead in the title. Left for Dead, Dead by Daylight, um, Dead Island, primarily. Uh, last night was a Dead, uh, Left for Dead night. Uh, we were playing Left for Dead 2. 
Uh, we're in like the third level, the, the carnival level. And, uh, pretty much throughout most of the night, we're having issues with lag and glitching issues and things like that. Uh, then, uh, at one point we, we get kicked out multiple times. We have to escape out. The game crashes for all of us. Like we were having trouble. The servers were having trouble, which leads me down one rabbit hole of conspiracy, but I'll get into that in a bit. Um, at one point, uh, one of the other, uh, four people that I'm playing with decide, they, they make the lobby, um, and they forget to make it as friends only, and they make it a public lobby. We, the four of us get brought into it, we start playing, we get to the, uh, we're, we're literally stuck on the last level for an hour, and we're on the last level when this happens. Um, we try it once, we die, it loads us back to the beginning, and we're having major lag issues. Major lag issues. One of us gets kicked from the group, and then within less than a minute of that person getting kicked from the group, somebody jumps in. And I like, uh, the, the person who's trying to rejoin is like, uh, somebody came in. You guys have to kick that person. Um, but in the time that this person comes in and I leave the game is 12 seconds. And in this 12 seconds, by second number 12, they start posting my, I, I specifically say my legal name because I don't, I go by, technically I go by a nickname that everyone goes by with my name, Richard. They post Richard, not Richie. So they post my legal name, my home address, and my phone number into the game chat of the game, like three or four times. I notice it right away and I go, and, and by the time I notice it, it's already on like three or four more times. I escape out, I exit out, I tell that, I tell everyone like, leave that game now. And I'm like, they're, they're doxing, they're, they're sharing my information, leave it now, leave it, leave it, leave it. They all get out. And yeah, I got doxed while live on stream to, um, an unfound number of followers because I have 404 followers. Um, uh, yeah, I get doxed. Humble brag or something, man? <laughs> no, I was making the fucking joke. I literally have 404 <laughs> followers. So anytime, anytime I talk about my followers on stream right now, I'm like, I can't find you guys. I don't know how many there are because it's 404. Um, uh, but within, I'd probably say a minute of me leaving out of that, I'm getting a private call on like a, a blocked number on my phone. And I'm like, I, I mute. For some reason, I decide, let me try answering it. So I, I mute and I answer and they hang up immediately. And then within five minutes, I get another one and the same thing. I answer and they hang up immediately. Over the course of the next hour, I'm getting phone calls every five to ten minutes and I'm ignoring that. But I'm like openly saying like, yeah, they're calling again. They're calling again. I, at this point, am freaking out. They were coming am, for you. Uh, what's that? I said they were coming for you. I, I'm I'm convinced they were watching my stream for sure. So I they targeted me specifically because on my Steam account I have my Steam name underscore TTV because that's what some Twitch streamers do. They'll put TTV so that people they're playing with or people they're playing against can can come and watch if they want to. Can 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 hang out on their stream if they want to. Um, it's just like a further form of self promotion basically. Um, so I have that. As my tag, the uh, one other streamer I'm streaming with, he doesn't, and two other people aren't streamers, so obviously they don't. So this person saw the TTV and targeted me. Many conspiracy theories as to what happened. Uh, I'm half convinced. I know it's very unlikely, 
I'm half convinced this person was DDoSing the servers and ended up getting somebody kicked and just happened to get into my ser- my game, which is why we were having server issues, connection issues, and we continue to have connection issues even after we kicked them out and recreated the servers and everything. It's yeah, just- like, I am sure if you asked Valve about Left 4 Dead, they their response would be, huh? Yeah, they they probably wouldn't know. And I meant to contact Steam support to see if they could help me out with that or to tell them what happened. I did report this person. Um, they Their name at the time was Mr. Clean, and at this point, their name is just, like, a bunch of fucking numbers. Like, 13 numbers in a row. Like, a long string of numbers. Um, but I did report them, and I blocked them. Uh, I changed my password on Steam. I deleted my credit card information on Steam. I, I haven't done anything else. Uh, and then today, before we started recording, we were recording a half hour later than normal because I wanted to do a test stream to see if I got any phone calls. I didn't get any phone calls during this test stream. So as far as we know, the person doesn't follow me or isn't tracking me, but we'll see if they followed me on social media or anything else and are tracking when I post, when I go live on there, because I did, I didn't post today when I went live. So it, it was like, it was, I was, it was a checks and balances kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I got doxxed and they called me about 12 times, probably less, probably like under 10 times, but about close to 10 times, uh, over the course of an hour, um, ended up ending stream early. I had more viewers in my stream than I've seen in years, like 10, 10 viewers at the time of ending the stream, which is like, it was a bummer, but I'm assuming some of them were this person and their friends laughing at me and making, mocking me or whatever. Most um, likely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, who knows what happened. I'm convinced that they had some sort of program that can dig into somebody's Steam profile and pull that information, um, via, uh, pull that information going through the Steam backend and getting my proper, my address information through my credit card information and getting my phone number through the two-factor authentication, um, on Steam. I don't know. Uh, I had somebody tell me that I was an idiot for thinking that they hacked into Steam because information is out there and you can get it from anywhere. Which, yes, I know my information's out there, but to go from finding B underscore Walnuts underscore TTV to finding Richard Sweeten with my address and phone number... Wow, way to dox yourself. ...takes <laughs> more than 12 seconds. And that's my point. And this person, will, this person wouldn't hear it. Like, it, it's out there. It's out there. I'm like, yeah, but it takes more than 12 seconds to get this information. Yeah, like, like you're not you're not Googling and getting all that right away. And, yeah. like, they would have, ha- have had to have, have targeted <laughs> you already. Exactly. Like, they would have had to have been watching my stream already knowing they wanted to come after me. But then that feeds into, like, they were a random person. I didn't invite them. I didn't bring them in. They were potentially attacking my stream and my server and my character, my game, to get in there to share this information. Which, if they were a part of my stream, why didn't you just do that on stream? I'm also streaming to 10 people. What is What good is doxing somebody with 404 followers and only streaming to 10 people? Like, this person didn't know who the fuck I was. Just saw TTV and did this. That's where I'm convinced that's what I, that's what I think happened. Um, but yeah, I was, apparently I'm an idiot for thinking that they were able to hack into Steam real quick and just get my per- personal information. Apparently that's dumb. No, you're just, um, you just know a lot of assholes and, and Drew shouldn't have been picking on you like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, notoriously secure Valve of all things. 
never yeah. been hacked before. Yeah. It's it's apparently impossible to think this, and and it, twelve seconds. Like that that was my biggest point was twelve seconds. I went back and watched and counted twelve fucking seconds. It took them to get this information. There's no way they looked it up online unless, like you said, they were watching my stream. It's it's just dumb, and it, it fucking scared the shit out of me. I have a hyperactive, reactive, and potentially. Uh, can, uh, uh, or not potential, but occasionally, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, overactive imagination? Violent. Well, yeah, that's my imagination. I'm talking about Chase. Um, can, can have potential violent tendencies in high stress situations to where, like, my, my brain was going, what if this person f- would find it funny to dox me? One of the people who live in my house is a person of color. Or not dox me, to swap me. One of the people who lives in my house is a person of color. I have a highly active, reactive dog. Like, what if something happened to them because of this bullshit? What if somebody would have found it funny to waste people's time to swap me because of... I, I don't know why. Like, it's just dumb. It is so dumb. And like, no, I mean, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just... It was... I was... I literally, fr- like, pretty much disassociated for at least an hour after it happened. Especially every time I was getting a phone call, I was just, like, blanking out. Uh, ended stream early and just watched TV for a bit, staying awake. I stayed up until about 2.30 in the morning just to make sure nothing happened. Just to be like, all right, well, I don't see police out now. I don't see police. Like, I was watching out my window more so than I was doing anything else. Um, I, uh, I I want to say, I, they're probably never going to listen to it, but my friend Sky Star, one of the... Somebody who views my stream, somebody I've, I, I recently started talking to, Skystar, they helped calm me down and stayed on the phone with me whenever they could to just be like, all right, you're, we're, we're good and, and everything. And I want to thank them. Um, and then this morning I, I did make a police report just to have it on record. Like, and it was, this is the best part. And honestly, it's not the best part, but it's probably the saddest part. I call, I didn't, I didn't need dispatch, so I wasn't calling non-emergency dispatch, I was just calling the police station, it was like, I, and I let them know, like, yeah, I, w- I live streamed on- you just have on- them on speed dial at this point? I, think, I feel fr- like you call them, like, once a week. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, let's, the last two times I called them, yes, last two of, now four, that I've called them, and I've called the police more in the last two and a half months than I have my entire life. Uh, but the last two times were 911 calls, because one was l- at- Three o'clock in the morning, um, and there's probably no non-emergency dispatch going on right there. Uh, and then the other time was uh, a legit 911 call for a car accident. Um, the other time was a non-emergency call, and this time was just the police station. And I let them know, like, yeah, I I stream video games online, and I had somebody dox me, and I would like to like make a public police report just so that. This way, the information is out there in case anything else comes from it. And, and she's like, "All right, let me let me forge you to uh, a dispatcher to so and so." I'm like, "Great, forward me over to somebody." I, I can't remember. He's like, "Hi, what's the problem?" I'm like, "Yeah, my name's my name's Richard. I live here. Um, I uh, I play video games on the internet and and uh, on on Twitch. And I had somebody dox me, and I wanted to put a create a a police report. And they did what to you? They doxed me." They put my address out on the internet. Oh, okay. And and I'm like, and I don't, I, I just want to make a public police report in case maybe they thought it'd be a funny idea to try to swap me or anything like that. To do what? You know, to call the SWAT team on me for stupid reasons because people do that? 
Alright, hold on. And he takes my information. I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll send someone out. Like, you don't need to send somebody out. It was obviously this dude just is too old. He had old no idea what you were talking and about. And had no idea what was going on. Officer calls me, like, within two minutes. It's like, uh, what was, what's the issue? Is this Richard? What's the issue? And I let him know. And he's like, okay. And this guy knew everything. He's like, well, what service was on? I'm like, well, I was streaming on Twitch. He's like, all right. And what was the username of the person who doxed him? Like, that person was actually doxing me in the game chat from Steam. And I can give you their Steam account number. But, like, I don't know if you're going to be able to find it. It's set to private. And it's like, yeah, just give me that. And so I read off the list of numbers. And then I'm like, yeah, I just wanted this out there in case they... If, I don't know if you know what swatting is. Like, I know. I, I, yeah, we'll have this. They asked if I... I asked them, like, do you need, like, the video of them doxing me? Do you need any other images that I can give you? It's like, if you think it'll help us, like, contact this person or find this person, sure. But it seems like... It wasn't a malicious thing. It seems like it was a one-off thing. It's up to you. And I'm like, I don't think there's any way you're going to be able to find this person. So I have it if I ever need it again. But I'm not I, I'm not going to bo- waste your guys' time and waste our time. I, I'd have to... First, I need to get a jump truck to bring it to them and, and, and things like that. So I'm just like, I have it saved. If I need it, I'll bring it to you. But yeah, so it was, uh, it was legit scary. Legit scary. And like... I mean, it sounds it. Yeah. I, uh, like, and, like, I don't, I, I, again, I'm not a big streamer. I know I'm not a big streamer. I know if I ever do get to be no, a big man, streamer. No, man, you've been, you've been doxxed. You're officially I, big time. I mean, yeah, I'm official, yeah. <laughs> like, I made it. I've been doxxed. Like, I, but if that were a thing, I would have made it when I had two, two followers, because at that point I had somebody, uh, somebody try to troll me about some gross stuff, and I was like, alright, and, and, and I no, blocked No, no, doxing is way bigger dox, than. Dox, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was, it was not fun. It was a very scary situation. Uh, um, do you remember that E3 stream where, uh, Dave Lang's phone number got, uh, leaked? Uh, leaked, aka tweeted out by his best friend. <laughs> yeah. So, Rich, this is not making light of, of your whole situation, but, um, there was an E3 where the Giant Bomb does their E3 thing where, like, they have guests on all night. Yeah. Um, and one of their guests, who is like the CEO of Iron Galaxy, um, was on there with one of his best friends, who was a vice president for Disney Gaming Interactive mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and they were having a conversation, and he jokingly tweets out his phone number. Jeez. And says that he has just tweeted out his phone number. Um, and then his phone just started blowing up because oh, no. thousands of people were watching that stream. And followed them both on Twitter. Jesus. <laughs> to the point where he literally, at, at one point, just threw his phone behind him. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. against the wall, just right over his shoulder. Yeah. And d- just, he was done. He he was very upset yeah. the rest of the night. I, um, I, I deleted the VOD on Twitch. I unlisted the VOD on YouTube so that I could download it. Uh, and I still have to delete it from YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is... Don't, don't fucking dox people. There's, there's a story going around that, um, a, a YouTuber, I can't remember her name, doxed somebody, doxed a different YouTuber because the, the one who got doxed is calling out the doxer for not having good content, basically. Like, there, so this person's content is reaction, quote, reaction videos, but they're not making a big change to the video. They're not, like, actually taking a creative difference in the video. They're just sit- sitting there watching the video and that's mm-hmm. all it is. And so the, the YouTuber that got doxxed is like, 
yeah, that is calling them out in, in their last few videos. It's like, look, they're, and they're making an actual creative change and like they're talking about the video and like you're also not crediting these people that you're watching these videos of and, and things like that. So the YouTuber who did the doxing was outside the person's house taking a picture and posted it on their Instagram saying, Hey, we're here. If you've got something to say about me, say it to my face. Oh, I saw this yeah. on on Twitter like last week or earlier this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was like late last week or Monday this week, something like that. And it's just like, what the and and then she takes it off of of Instagram and creates a, a like makes a, a a Twitter statement or something saying that she doesn't know what doxing is and she can't possibly have doxed somebody cuz she doesn't understand it. Like, what are you what are you talking about? You literally did it. You did the thing you said you can't do. Yeah, people people are just the worst. Yeah. Um but Rich, yeah. how how was Dead Island Riptide and Retro Revenge? So I beat Dead Island 1 on Sunday, and that was fine. It was ex- as expected. It wasn't anything special. These games, even with the definitive editions for Dead Island, Dead Island, Riptide, they did not age well. They are, honestly, from what I'm told, from what I hear, Dead Island is more buggy Dead Island Definitive Edition is more buggy than the original version of the game, which is just bonkers, but you know what? I can see it. Um, and to be honest, I started playing Dead Island Riptide. I played for probably about three hours on Monday. I'm not feeling it. I, it's, I, I, I think it has some legs better, some things that are slightly better than the original Dead Island. Uh, for instance, it's got action skills, which means the more you use a certain weapon, the better you get at it, which I think a lot more games should, should, should take into account. Like, if I'm gonna use melee weapons, I should get better with melee weapons. It shouldn't just be I put a point into melee weapons. Um, I always like features like that in games. Um, but, uh, other than that, it, it, it feels worse. It feels like it's jankier and it's just not a solid, which I'm shocked that it has good reviews on Steam. Like all time good reviews, not just recent good reviews. I don't, I don't know. It, it's Dead Island Riptide is just more Dead Island, and the ending of Dead Island really seemed to, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, outlive itself. Like a lot of the, a lot of the like last couple of areas, like the the city sucked, which was the, only the second area. The jungle kind of was boring. And then the final area, which is, uh, like the jungle was like three different areas. There's the jungle and then the second jungle and then the lab jungle or something like that. And it was just, it, it just like outlived itself and, and it just did too much and overstretched and it was just very repetitive. And then the last area, which was the, 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 the prison again felt this, it was just very repetitive. And like the game was great up until you leave the resort. And I wish you spent more time at the resort in that game. And with with uh, Riptide, it just feels like more of the same. And I just I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can stick with it. There's just there there are points in the game where it's a ramp that I'm trying to walk up that I get stuck on the ramp and have to jump over a little little little, little, little bump. I have to jump over the bump to keep moving forward. There's like the collision detection on this game is terrible. There's like overhanging umbrellas that you have to crouch to get under because there's just a little sliver that would be touching your head. And it's just, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. However, today I did a bonus stream, like I said, to just see if I was getting any more phone calls, which I didn't. 
Um, and I played Dead Island Retro Revenge. And that, that is fun. I enjoyed that one. And what that is, is it's, um, a, a side scroller, a 2D side scroller, but it's more akin to like a temple run type thing. So your character automatically moves to the, to the right. And you have three tracks that you, you can stand on the top, the middle, or the bottom. Um, and there's obstacles that get in your way and then zombies that you can punch. And each zombie has a different, what you have to handle each zombie differently. So there's one zombie that looks kind of like a mummy that you have to attack from below. So all of the face buttons, like, uh, A, which is the, like the bottom button is a downward attack. The forward button is a forward punching attack. The top button is and like an uppercut and the back button is attack for your back is attacking your back and so each different enemy you have to like attack them differently to to avoid being hit by them um and the the goal is to just get the most points while running through the level across the level and you can like combo perfect hits you can you can send some enemies and things into other enemies and it's it's very it's very simple but very fun and it has this like it has it's it's retro it's called retro revenge because it has a retro style it also like you can have a setting to where it kind of feels like watching a CRTV um and one of the weird but cool things about it i was want i was playing on my primary monitor and i would look over to my secondary monitor and on sh- and watching on stream the CRT TV effect on my game was different than the effect that it was having on my stream. And I don't know if it was because of my monitor or if it's just, I don't know what it was, but they looked, the CRT TV like effect looked differently between the two screens. And I thought that was just really cool. It's probably your monitors, but like, Hey, as long as it was a cool effect. Yeah. It's, it's really neat. I I think, um, uh, I, I think, I think Cobb, you might enjoy it. uh, At least it's very, it's very simple. It's not like too hard, but it's like, there is some pattern recognition, and it, but like the levels are quick, they're like two minutes, two to three minutes. So like if you can make your way through the levels and remember how the enemies come out, you can you can figure out the best way to score the the most points. And it's just it's straight up it's a retro style points building game, and that's it. And, and it's I, I think it was made after I, obviously it was made after they announced Dead Island Two because Dead Island Two was announced twenty years ago, um, before Dead Island One even came out. Uh, but it just, it was, um, yeah, it, it was really fun. I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed Dead Island Riptide, to be honest. Um, so I, I might be looking into playing some other dead game this week. Um, I, I was thinking of doing Dead Space, but it's going to be on Game Pass in two weeks. And so I kind of don't want to buy it now. Oh, uh, is it really? Yeah, it's going to be on Game Pass at the end of the month. So I'm going to just hold off on that. And then after... After this month, I have so many different games I have to play that, like, I will just wait to play Dead Space until I've gotten through everything that I'm working on. A, a viewer bought me Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so I actually played a little bit of Baldur's Gate 3 on Saturday. Not enough to really talk much about it, but uh, I played a little bit of it with a friend on Saturday, and then I'm going to probably play more of it this weekend. What did um, you make? I, 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 I'm a child. Uh, I made a halfling monk so I can punch things in the dick. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I went with the, uh, the elements monk. So I'm a, I'm an, I'm a, I'm a bender. I'm a, I'm the avatar basically. Um, nice. yeah. Quite and I, show. 
It's it's a great show. Um, Man, the first season was mediocre. Uh, get through the rest of them. It's great. Uh, too. <laughs> my, uh, but I am gonna do a solo pro- playthrough. Drew, guess who I'm gonna bring for my solo playthrough on stream? Or uh, not, I don't know. By uh, bring, I mean guess who I'm gonna make as a character. Um, Sora. Sora's gonna finally, <laughs> finally complete a campaign. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make my Dragonborn from our original D and D campaign. Uh, Are you so going to be a bard or a rogue? It'll be a bard. It'll be okay. a bard. He'll, he'll stick. I'll stick with bard. So it'll be a College of Lore bard because they don't have any of the additional classes. They just have the base classes. Um, so it'll be a College of Lore bard, uh, blue Dragonborn. Um, yeah, it's, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm excited for it. I will still try to stick with like doing some like dual wielding, dual wielding and whatnot. Um, hoping I can, they do, a, they don't let you roll for stats. It's like more of a, like sort of point by, they give you the, they give you X amount of points total and you have to just put it in through, put it in, just fill out your, your, your stats that way. So I'm not going to be able to have the exact same stats as Sora, but I'm still, I, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do this. Sora finally gets to complete a campaign. Um, and then I have plans with the same friend that I started playing on Saturday with. To start another campaign with them and a friend of theirs, so that this way, if all three of us are available, we can play that campaign. But if it's only the two of us are available, we can play the original campaign, <laughs> and then I've got I'll have my solo campaign. And I'm just like, man, this is a lot of Baldur's Gate. That is a lot of Baldur's Gate. But um, I hear people have played it like four or five times, and each time it feels different enough. And so, yeah, like, like I, you can do so many different things in it. Like and it's such an open-ended game. That's the thing I'm worried about, though, is, like, the way I play games, I, like, clear maps. I do everything on each map. And so, like... But so I, it's not it's not like that. It's, like, you get so many options on how to handle situations. Yeah. Um, And there's... Not every quest is always available. Like, yeah. quests will just basically time out if you, if you go and rest. But sometimes you have to rest to be able to do another quest. Yeah. So like it's very much like it it is it is really like playing a game in real time. Yeah. So it it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. I'm 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 excited to play that. I was looking forward to getting that at some point and I was what was it? Thursday night, I think. I think it was Thursday last week. Somebody came into my stream and we were talking about Baldur's Gate and they're like, "Yeah, I'm about to play. When are we going to see you play uh with with me and and Papa Midnight?" And I'm like, I don't have it yet, but at some point, I'm like, I don't, uh, eventually I'll play it with you. And he's like, did you have it yet? I'm like, no, I haven't bought it yet. And literally seconds later, he was like, check your email. And I'm like, and it's like, Welfare gave you a gift on Steam. And I'm like, this is the second game you bought me, Welfare. I appreciate it. Because he also bought me New World, which I never played. You didn't wow. miss anything with that one. I, I think they stopped, I think Welfare and Papa Midnight stopped playing New World. I think immediately everyone after they stopped playing New World, but like, like they bought that was the it. The Amazon and, one, right? Yeah, they bought it for me recently. I, I guess there was a bunch of fixes, and a bunch of people were getting back into it. Um, but they stopped playing it. Like pretty much when he bought it for me, they stopped playing it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, um, what subclass was Sora? Uh, um, he initially was, I believe, it was the lore, uh, College of Lore. Which was the one that you could use uh-huh. uh, your second attack as to cast magic. Uh-huh. Um, but I switched uh, to... Eric let me switch to blades. Which is the one that has, like, 
that can use their bardic inspiration to do different flourishes with their attacks and things like that. College of Sword? Sword, yeah, that's what it is. That's in Baldur's Gate 3. It is College of Swords in Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Then I might go with that. I, I like that. I liked that college. Yeah, like, I know not everything from 5e is in there, and sometimes it's weird about it's like, oh, well, it has this thing from the player's handbook, but not this thing, and it has this one from, like, Xanathar's, but Swords yeah. is in there. Yeah, like, I was, when I made uh, the monk, they only had the original three from the monks, and so, like, I wanted to do the, um, was it Zan- I don't think it was a Xanathar's, it might have been a Tasha's monk, where, like, you can punch people to health. And uh-huh. I wanted to, I wanted to do that one if I'm going to play a monk because I just love the idea of punching people and healing them for one d four damage, um, or using all of your key points to bring someone back to life by Mister Miyagiing them. Like I just love that idea. Uh, but it's an, I don't think that one was available because it was only the no. uh, it was it was the elements, it was the the stealth, and it was like the the other one, the the like the one that gets. Uh, stunning strike or whatever. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird because, like, th- yeah, the monk is the basic three, but then like ranger is beastmaster, hunter, and gloomstalker. <laughs> That's like which gloomstalker was Xanathar's. Like, why? Why would it be beastmaster, hunter? What was the third one from? Oh, was it? What was I the third? Even... What I don't even remember if there was a third in the basic. There was uh, maybe no one... that's no. It was. There, there had to have been a third ranger. There was three of everything. Three of every... No. Sub- with the exception of wizard. The, well, also, sorcerer is only two. Is, well, oh, right. It was... Sorcerer had... Draconic was just, and wild magic. Yeah. And then wizard and cleric had more than two. Yeah. Or three. Like, they had, like, five or six. Yeah, they had one for each basic... Like, basically... Well, wizard had one for each school of magic. Um... And cleric basically had one for each level of the pantheon, basically. Uh, but yeah, that's I mean that that's been my week, but that's been uh, Dead Island. Um, don't just don't play if you play Dead Island, don't you don't have to bother with Retro with Riptide. It just I don't think it actually matters. Um, and from what I'm hearing, Dead Island Two like kind of sucks. I've heard that too, which is unfortunate because I was looking forward to that game. But it's only available on Epic or PC or, or PS PlayStation slash Xbox. So like, I, I'm not getting it because I know the people that I would be able to play it with are only going to get it if it comes to Steam, and so I'm not going to be playing with anybody. And I've just had my fill of Dead Island, so I have to figure out a new Dead game to play for a few days over the next couple of weeks. I'll find one for you. Uh, I mean, I've got. I could do the original Dead Space. I mean that's true. I think that is on Game Pass, isn't it? Uh, I I have I own Dead Space, the original Dead Space and Dead Space Two. Like that's also the the unfortunate thing is that we might not I we might not do Left for Dead anymore either because of the whole doxing situation. Like with, if the servers are that bad, we're not. I, I'm not going to want to do that. So like, understandable. I'm, I'm kind of I'm at this point my Dead October might be over. <laughs> Unfortunately, because I'm running out of dead games to play. Uh, I, I just Googled games with dead in it. There's a lot of them. There are, but there's not a lot of them that I own. That's that's a you problem, not a dead problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else you want to say about those games, Rich? No, no. Right, I'm going to share another image because I have uh, one of the discords I'm in. People keep posting these and they're fucking hilarious and they're real. These are real. Oh, like, my God. 
<laughs> Are they all by the same person? I think so, yeah. Apparently she's done at least four of them. These are books? So, yeah, they're books. Yeah, so because this is terrible um, audio content, um, there's apparently like a, an author who writes books about er, erotic books about the coronavirus. Uh, the tagline for what I think is the first one is she was supposed to cure the coronavirus. Instead, she fell in love with it. and just what in the fuck? <laughs> uh, but anyway, I uh, I've watched a bunch more One Piece since the last time I talked about it. Nice. Um, I'm up to the we're we're into the 450s now. We're in um we're in what what's known as the what's everyone else doing arc. Um, because where I'm at right now, um, Luffy has been separated from everyone for. I don't know, 50-ish episodes? Sorry, I had to sneeze, so I muted myself. Um, but yeah, so I, I managed, we, we got through, um, or we got up to and through the Impel Down arc, which is, like, one of the one of the bigger things that happened in, like, the first half of the series leading up to the, uh, the, the time skip. So all of the Straw Hats got separated um, by one of, like, the, the major kind of adversaries they have, who has the, the power to just literally send people flying to like other parts of the world um so they all got scattered around the world and we've basically been following luffy since then um as he finds out that his brother has been captured and is on trial to or not even on trial on um on limited time to be executed because he is he is um first lieutenant or whatever to like one of the most notorious pirates that are still out there so this whole thing it, it starts with him literally um breaking into a prison to try and break his brother out and then setting the entire prison free. Um, so that, that was fun, but it's, um, it brings back a bunch of characters from hundreds of episodes ago, like characters that you almost forget even existed. Um, there, there was actually one that they, they kind of made like a big deal out of his reveal. And Erica and I both looked at it. We're, each other were like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then like, they, sh they did like the show a clip of him from, from the previous time. It's like, Oh, he's that guy. Right. That was like episode ninety-two. Why the fuck would I remember him? <laughs> um, You're not but, a real fan if you don't remember him, right? Um, but they did. They finally brought Buggy back, which is exciting, and they made him. He he's less he's less of an adversary this time, but he's just as dumb, and it's great. Buggy Buggy's just the best. Um, he mm -hmm. he's the clown that you would have seen in like the the trailers for the live action and all. Um, he got captured at some point since the last time he was in the show, and he just kind of stumbles into being like the captain of all the escaped prisoners, like for no particular reason, just little things keep happening that people keep attributing to him. And so now all the prisoners are just, they're a hundred percent behind buggy and whatever he wants to do. Um, so that's fun. And then they brought back, um, a character from the, the Alabasta arc called Bon Clay, who started as a villain. And by the end of that arc was like Luffy's best friend sacrificed himself for Luffy there and then like shows up to help and he's he's a prisoner in this one um finds out that Luffy is in the prison and like breaks out of his cell to come help Luffy again he is the most um loyal former enemy probably more loyal than half the actual crew members but uh it's it's been an interesting time um i didn't realize that so i i knew there was a time skip where they kind of split up for a while to all train but I thought it was literally that. Like, I thought it was like a Dragon Ball Naruto kind of thing where, like, everyone kind of goes to train by themselves. They jump ahead, like, a year, two years, three years, and everyone just meets back up. 
but it's seeming more like this is a they all got split apart and it takes them a few years to actually like make their way back to each other just because of like distance and travel being a problem. And I think that's that's an interesting way to do that sort of thing that a lot of anime don't do. Like it's usually like, yeah, I'm just going to go away for a couple of years and train and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. But like actually getting like split up, that's that's like that's a story. Yeah. Yeah. But uh so yeah, we're around 450, so we have a f- 17,000 six, episodes to go. <laughs> 640. It's not that bad. We'll be there in no time. And by no time, I mean, like, the show will probably be over before we catch up. Because um, Oda, the, the creator, did say that he believes the final chapter of One Piece will release in 2025. Which means 4,000 more episodes of the anime to come after it ends. Nah. They're, they're at the point now where it's basically a chapter per episode. So however many episodes, or however many chapters there end up being, um, there will probably be maybe a hundred less episodes total. Just because, um, the, the count is about a hundred off right now. Which, honestly, kind of crazy for a show, like, it's got like a 5% filler ratio. Like, they just never really did crazy filler the way, like, a show like Bleach did. Um, and part of that is because they, uh, eventually the show is paced very, not very well. Like, Watching episode to episode and not, like, binging a few of them is apparently a bad time because they are adapting, like, chapter by chapter instead of, you know, this episode is, like, bits of, like, three different chapters to make the story, like, flow better. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, what, if, how am I, how how do I, how do I ask this? Although it may be in the manga, who says it's not still filler? Well, so filler is literally considered anything that's non-canon to the manga. It's not so much that. I understand that. But there is thousands of, there's a thousand plus chapters, 1500 chapters, something like that, whatever it was. Is all, are all 1500 chapters necessary? Yes. Are they? Because they are, they are all moving the story forward. But if you, like, so here's, 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 here's what I mean. They had the cake and the soccer and everything from Bleach that they took one episode per situation, uh, in Bleach for. Between the, the, the Soul Society arc and the Bount arc, they, they had the cake-making episode. They had the soccer episode. They had all that. In and the uh, manga. That whole Bount arc was also... That killer. whole Bount... That, yes. that Or no, it was between Bount and the next part of Soul Society, or whatever. But okay. it was... It, it, do, it doesn't matter, like, what the what it was between. They had the episodes where Hitsugaya was baking a cake, where somebody else is playing soccer. Like, there were a stretch of five or six episodes that were in the manga. However, they were a couple of pages in the manga. Yes, they're more filler in the anime, but that is filler in the manga because it does not matter. You don't need the uh, the situations so where they're baking that's, a cake. That's different in the manga, though, because that is not part of the actual story of the chapter. It is part of the story of the chapter. It is part of the chapter. It is part of the the manga itself. Like no, no, but like manga gets broken up where you have the chapter itself, and then you have cover stories occasionally. Like that's what One Piece does. So the bit that we're watching right now, while it might feel like filler, it was actually the cover stories that were told about what was going on with the rest of the crew while Luffy's primary story was happening. So it's like every issue for however long it went on for had like a page and a half or two at the the very beginning of each chapter, just kind of showing where the other characters were. 
Um, and then you have the omake stuff that is like the the things that are tagged on at the end of like a chapter or volume that are like those little side things, like characters baking a cake or whatnot. It's not created by the anime studio, basically. Well, yeah, but I just have a hard time believing that something that's 1,500 chapters long or 1,500 mangas long or whatever it is, I have a hard time believing that you need to get the full story, you need to read all 1,500. I mean, you don't you don't have to read all of anything, right? Like, you don't have to read all 900 issues of Spider-Man to get the gist of Spider-Man. No, but, like, this isn't, this isn't, comics where they reset it every five fucking issues this is and i'm not i i i I, the the five fucking the the word fucking was meant to mock comics not sort of any sort of sounded angry yeah i just wanted to make i'm not angry at this conversation it's just that's comics um like when it comes to one piece with 1500 chapters like that is continual from point a to point Z. Like, it is all the way across the board. This is what happens. But if you were to say take chapter 12, do you actually... And I'm, I've never read it. I don't know what happens to chapter 12. But if you were to not have read chapter 12, would you still know what's going on? But, and that's the thing, like, maybe, maybe not. Like, it, it really depends on... It depends on the chapter. So, so if, it's a, if, if you're in the middle of a fight, then yes, you can absolutely skip a chapter that's a fight. And plenty of people do when they're reading the volumes because they don't care about the actual fight. They're in it for the story that's happening. Other people like, even though like it's not animated or anything, they like seeing that action. They like seeing how those fights are depicted on the page. They're not going to skip it. Um, will you still be confused about certain things? Maybe. Are you going to be able to get the gist of it when the story picks back up and they inevitably tell you what 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 happened? Yeah, absolutely. But like that stuff's not necessarily filler. It's just it it is a I, but, limited number of pages too. Like most of these chapters are under twenty pages. But you're you're picking a specific thing like a fight. I'm just saying in general, you can't tell me that after fifteen hundred episode, fifteen hundred chapters, there's not like five here or ten here that like oh you know you can skip those they're bad and it doesn't really matter so i don't think you could skip 10 chapters in a row 10 chapters total absolutely but the because of the way that manga is serialized like it is always moving the story forward if you skip chapters it's not like the anime where you get recaps all the time like you're just not going to know what happened and but manga has a bad habit of having a lot of things happen and jumping around too much like all manga has a bad habit of that Mm -hmm. like i i have no fucking clue what's happening in my hero right now i'm completely caught up i don't know who's fighting who i don't know what's going on like this whole last arc has just been a fucking disaster i mean the last arc is fucking dragon ball z 100 percent. i haven't read it but i know it takes place over the course of two fucking days like it's it's Naruto, Great Ninja War, fucking well, Dragon Ball it's, Z. It's bullshit. worse than the Ninja War in some ways because that thing took place over that amount of time and Naruto was basically involved in all of it. Yeah. This has at least been, oh, well, here's like 10 chapters focusing on this fight that, that's happening at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then here's another 10 chapters focusing on this fight that was also happening at a different place at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of moving parts all happening happening simultaneously. So it's a little more... You can accept that a ton of things are happening in the span of, like, a short time. Yeah. But the problem is, like, while I think... I, 
and I like this is off topic, but while I think like the My Hero story is good and interesting, and even what's going on now, like the story part of it, interesting. Um, the the artwork is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I have no fucking clue what's going on ever. Um, I I can never remember the creator's name. He draws really good. Um, like normal moments. Um, his action is horrendous though. Everyone looks the same. You can't really tell what's going on. It's, there's, there's too much shit on the screen. You never get like a proper full size image of anybody. So it's always like, like people cropped and close ups. And it's like, I don't know who this is. They, they both look identical. I'm not sure who's winning. And like, it makes reading those chapters a lot, not, not much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like at this point, I'm just kind of reading it because I just want to see how it ends. Yeah. I want to, I want to see who dies and who doesn't. That's all. Just, just tell me who dies and who doesn't. Yeah. But like, One Piece, the action's actually not bad. I would it's not as good as Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball definitely has the best action um drawing in in manga. Like even 40 years later, like every line that Toriyama did like went to benefiting whatever was going on on the panel. Like it's insane. But yeah, One Piece is fun. Nice. We're going to try and be caught up by uh by the time it ends. <laughs> Make sure just to be caught up by the last stuff. Like that's that's been always like something I always strive for when I do like a rewatch or a watch. I'm like, you know what? The last episode is supposed to air this day. I want to watch every episode up until that last episode. Like when when I first watched um, Critical Role, I didn't start watching them until after their first campaign ended, uh, or like I started watching them just as the maybe the first campaign was ending or something like that. Um, I made sure to be ready to watch campaign two when it came on. Like, I was like, I, I want to have every, I, and like, I planned it out. I was like, every day or two will be this one, one or two episodes and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, I can ha- I can be caught up for a season for campaign two by the week before campaign two starts. And I think you did, right? Yeah, I was, I was caught up. I, I was, I watched everything before campaign two started. Yeah. Like, while it would be fun to be caught up, um, it's just, it's a lot and we're not very consistent with it. Like the last like month or two, we've been watching it pretty regularly, but then there are times where like, we won't watch an episode for maybe like three months and then we'll watch it very consistently for a while and then not watch it again for a while. Um, so I feel like if, if we consistently watch, you know, like two or three episodes a day, um, we would catch up in no time, but that's just not what happens. Like, you know, that's fine. Like, Forcing ourselves to, to watch it if we're not in the mood for it isn't, it's just going to make us not want to watch it. Especially because yeah. it is so long. Yeah. But it's, it is also just, it's a delightful fucking show. It, they do such good callbacks in it too. Like I was saying, like, they brought back a bunch of characters from hundreds of episodes before while also introducing, like, a bunch of interesting new characters. Um, and like, made you care about some of those characters within the 10 episodes or whatever that they were really around for. Um, and like you know, that's that's pretty impressive for a show that's at this point four hundred and fifty episodes in. Yeah, because like I don't know, did did Naruto really introduce anybody? Um, by like the three hundred episode mark that mattered. <sighs> no, they just changed series, so then introduced new people that mattered. I, I guess I should have said that did did ship it in do it do it since that one ran for five hundred. Um, no, because again, Naruto was the. Honestly, I feel like Naruto. Well, no, Bleach was the worst when it came to fillers. Oh yeah, um, so because... not by much. I I actually saw um uh, a video on like Twitter um 
Bleach has a 42% filler ratio. Naruto has a 41%. No, I'm not, I'm not even talking percentage rise. I'm talking, um, because I mean, Bleach, Naruto is longer than Bleach. Like Shippuden is longer than Bleach. That's true. Um, I'm talking placement wise. Literally, you, you have the fight between Hollow, Ichigo, and and then it goes to a five fucking il- episode il- filler arc. Like he 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 slashes Ulucria in half as a hollow, and it says to be continued. And then there's five episodes of filler in the middle of a fucking fight. Well, and I'm pretty sure didn't the the rebellion arc filler arc happen in the middle of that whole thing too, or was yeah, that the one after? There, uh, there were there were a lot of arcs that took place in the middle of the ending of the show that like was like oh well now i know that this character is all like spoiler basically because it's like oh well this character's not going to die that character's not going to die because they're all in this arc that takes place after the battle because they even say this happens after the battle like what are you doing what are you doing like it was so bad yeah i mean naruto wasn't very good about that stuff either though like during during the end um the, yeah. During the war, like, every time it, it did filler, it was very bad filler. Yeah, Naruto was rough with filler because it was, they, they really overloaded the war with a lot of filler, is what it, it, it wasn't, I still think Bleach was worse because they were cutting battles in half. But whereas Naruto, like, some of the filler was a little bit necessary because it was like backstory on characters, but then there were a lot of times where you get backstory, like, you, you get Kakashi's backstory, which means you get Obito's backstory, but then you get Obito's backstory again, and then you get Rin's backstory, which means you get Obito's backstory, which means you get Kakashi's backstory. And, and then you and had 10 episodes all- of them as children again racing to go find the fourth Hokage's hidden treasure. Or fighting fucking robot Naruto. The, the worst, the worst was during the the infinite Sukiyomi. Tsunade's dream was. Oh her yeah, dream, no, all of those were very bad. They were they were all bad, but Tsunade's was the worst because her dream was a dream that it was a peaceful world and nothing was happening. So her dream was her reading a book. So it was a dream within a dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that'll probably do it for tonight, though. It's getting yes. late. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, if you would like to find any more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us at your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those fun places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. We're also on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on instagram and twitter youtube is youtube.com slash one quest video and you can always send us emails to social at one dash quest.com and rich what's your streaming stuff uh check me on twitch.tv slash b underscore one that's where i get doxxed all the time now um i'll be playing honestly i can't really say what i'll be playing um because i I don't know if i'm going to stick with my theme for the month because of everything boulder's gate of the dead Baldur's Gate of the Dead, yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, also, I can say is this coming Saturday, we're recording on the 8th, 18th, this comes out on the 19th, so what is that, the 21st, right? That's Saturday? Am I doing math right? Yes, yes. this Saturday, the 21st, at starting around 7, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, I will be playing Demonologist, because we got 30,000 30, channel points redeemed in the first 15 days of the month. Um, 
So uh, it's, I'm going to poop my pants. I'm going to have all the lights off. I'm going to play a really spooky game with some people who also like playing spooky games where we have to hunt demons in houses and survive. It's going to be great. Come check it out. Good times. Yes. Good times. And with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.